Hi, I'm Todd Nathanson. And I'm Lena Morgan. And when you get what you want, but not what you need, it's song versus song. And <laughs> this week, we are doing, at long last, a Coldplay episode. And in fact, we are doing Fix You by Coldplay versus what I felt was their nearest competitor to that song, Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. And li- I, I, boy, like the, the look of enthusiasm on your face, Lena. You uh, are so happy to be doing this. If I lay here, <laughs> if I just lay here. Uh, would we just forget about you and uh, let you not do the podcast? Like Tears tear stre- tear stream down my face <laughs> <laughs> when I have to do this episode of the podcast. Um, but it's not my fault. In fact, I guess we'll, we'll you want to introduce the person who I guess you hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, our guest picked uh, picked this matchup, I feel like. Mm, did they? I, I think right. I, I suggested Fix You as one of the ones I could talk about. But I think, and, I think uh, Chasing Cars was your idea. Yeah, well, I like Snow Patrol. Oh, I forgot to introduce you. Who are you again? Uh, I am Mike the Snare, music YouTube person. Yes, one of the, one of the better ones out there. One of the few good ones. Thank I you. just feel Thank it's you. really important for you to if you could apologize for whatever it is that you did so that we could <laughs> so that we could suddenly do a different episode <laughs> and not this one. Do you guys want to talk about Crazy Frog then? Because that's the only other <laughs> it's it's that or that's the only one that I'm like primed and ready at any point to talk about. Oh, uh, see, the only thing I'm primed and ready to talk about in any old times is detachable penis. No, that's not true. <laughs> that came out and as soon as it did i felt like i had written a bunch of jokes against me for everybody <laughs> anyway um yeah here we go 2006 uh, five six five or six something like that okay the mid i, I the mean mid, like these the are mid these naughties mid oddies mid 2000s i feel like the you know these are adult alternative ish type songs so those just last forever well you know why i'm so, actually mad at you don't you todd it's not about the, the Coldplay thing, although I guess that's also true. It's that by using Snow Patrol for this, it means that I can't really use them for Keen, which I was much more keen to talk mm. about. I like Keen. Keen's all right. Maybe we'll figure it out. I got to figure out who I would put up against Keen. I'm the mad fray, at you maybe? Because- yeah, we got a lot of um, we got a lot of third party votes for the fray. Well, not votes exactly, just suggestions because no one really wanted to go to bat for the fray. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff from this time that I, I feel like the mid 2000s. There's a lot of um, UK pop charting things that you could bring up. Maybe we will, but there are certainly other episodes I feel like we could do that are like UK hits that weren't necessarily huge, huge in the United States, but just enough, just enough. I forgot I how big this was, by the way. Chasing cars, I didn't. Oh, remember it was fucking so everywhere. Big. And Fix You, I don't remember hearing that at the time at all because I was forcibly uh, avoiding Coldplay in 2005 and six. But over time, that's like overtaken a lot of their much bigger hits so that like it is like in the top tier. For some people, it is the like the Coldplay song. For Chris like, Martin, I think for a while it was the Coldplay song. Mm. Like it is, it is, it's grown in stature over time. Yeah, to my great non-delight. Because <laughs> it's like what it's like. Clocks, I think, is still like. Well, actually, I don't know what the big one would be like. The big Coldplay song in my mind, but like it's Clocks, Viva La Vida. That's the one that came up when you did the poll, wasn't it, Todd? Was Viva La Vida was the one that won like by a lot too? I mean, Viva La Vida is like top tier stuff from Coldplay, but I don't know. It's so like it doesn't really sound like anything else of theirs. Whereas, whereas if you heard Fix You and you uh, didn't, for some reason, didn't put together it was Coldplay, you'd think, well, these guys sound a lot like Coldplay. Versus, I don't know if you would necessarily say that for Viva La Vida. But Clocks, for me, it's Clocks, then Yellow. Oh, yeah, Yellow. Then I want to say The Scientist, then maybe Fix You, and then Viva La Vida. As far as, like, the the top of the brain Coldplay songs, I feel like. The signature songs. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about this one, which is Fix You, off of that classic Coldplay album, X and Y. Everybody loves that album. <laughs> what, a, what a classic. Is, it, is that not a beloved Coldplay? Because I, I feel like... Can you just name like a the single first... other track off of that album? 
Yes, because I just listened to it. That's the one with talk and speed of sound, which yeah, I remember speed being of sound. much bigger than Fix You. Yeah, which is funny, too, because I think it is basically a ripoff of Clocks. Like, they, they both have the yeah. piano melodies that yes. move in the exact yeah, both same of them, way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no diss to either of those. I do, I do like both of those songs, but still. I just remember that. So I liked Coldplay. I did. I, I liked Parachutes. In fact, my big defense of, of, of Coldplay was going to be, you know, I, I, uh, I once had sex with a girl listening to Parachutes. And then I realized <laughs> that that was not a defense of Coldplay so much as it was a self own for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a very, that is a mellow, sleepy album, um, that parachutes, but in a way that I, I find still to be largely pleasing. I know you, you, Todd, never liked Coldplay, did you? You definitely didn't like that era. Like, I remember you hating Yellow. For me, Viva La Vida was their first good song, and. Every song they've released after it, I've liked more than every song they released before it. Like that's a that puts me in a very strange place. And boy, we are going to get some angry Coldplay fans who listen to this app because that is like there are a lot of people who really don't like that entire period of like the entire 2010s era of Coldplay. Like they used to be good and then they sold out, which is just a, an opinion I just don't feel at all. Mm. Like this is like me saying like the Green Album is the best Weezer record. Like, no one believes that except me. Oh, wait, you really believe that's the rest album? Oh, no, 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 not for Weezer, not for Weezer. God, no. It's just, it's just like a similarly insane. My God. Wow, I, I did not mean to imply that at any way. I would have been like, bold, okay. I can yeah. see it. I can't. I'm not, I guess I'm just not forward thinking enough. Yeah. Um, also, X and Y just sounds like very, I don't know. Do you, I, I feel like, so Coldplay, they did parachutes and people were like this is this is good this is fine this is a mellow yellow of an album i like it uh and then they did um that follow-up album russia blood to the head to the head there it Mm. is and then all of a sudden people were like oh is coldplay gonna be like radiohead where they're like constantly reinventing themselves like they're gonna be a new band every time like i remember hearing that album being like man are they gonna like do like a kid a after this or like an okay computers like are they gonna really pop off and like evolve and grow and then instead they put out x and y in 2005 which to me has all the forward thinking of 2000s all that you can't leave behind by you two that's what that album sounds x and y sounds like that specific era of you two almost like exactly what it's not sounding like the previous two Coldplay albums, it sounds like fucking U2 during a time that I hate U2. Yeah. Not that yeah. there's a lot of times where I like U2, but I just, that turn of the, the millennium U2, I just, great right. podcast sound. Anyway, <laughs> do you wanna, we should pick the songs. Which All right, Ty, which is your pick? Can I say, like, we haven't talked about Snow Patrol yet. I love the, well, at the very least, the, the two albums that were big, the two Snow Patrol albums that were big, I love them. And, you know, I hadn't actually listened to them in a while. And uh, the you know, first put, two, you mean before they got big, when they were like sleeping on the ground at their fans houses? No, no, no. I mean, this one and the one before it, Final Straw and uh, oh, okay. the other one, Eyes Open, like the two big they ones. They had like three yeah. albums before that. Was the one before Eyes Open, was that the one with Run? Yes, yes it is. Light up, light up. That's a good That's tune. As That's if a very you good tune. Had a tr- yeah. That said... Both their two big hits, I am not like super fans of Run and Chasing Cars. They I love are Run. <laughs> I love that song. But for me, this is a pretty easy one. This is I'm, I'm I I let's go chase cards. Mm. Let's waste time chasing cards. That's that's an easy answer for me. Wow, like I really wish we didn't. I mean, this happened the way it happened, but I, I wish we'd had one person on the actually fix you is as great as the Coldplay fans say it is camp because it seems like we're pretty united on this one it's well is that true mike Mm. the snare i i am going to go with chasing cars not because i love chasing cars but because i hate fix you just to make clear for anybody who's listening who does not know me like i am not a kind of person who hates music or any songs and i actually like like as a net positive i like Coldplay. I hate Fix You. I hate that song so much for reasons we will get into. Um, so Chasing Cars kind of wins just by not being Fix You. 
Yeah, I um. So I was trying to come up with uh, like, was there a way that I could say that the right answer to this is fix you? Not that like it's my preferred, but that in the matchup that there's some kind of criteria by which fix you wins. So here's what I came up with. So these songs are both, I think, if you're emotionally fine, right? You're doing okay. You're going to listen to those songs and you're going to be like, fuck you, you're not going to get me to feel a thing. Kiss my ass. (laughs) But if you are emotionally vulnerable, if something is going on in your life, then these songs are going to make you go, fuck you, you made me cry, I'm pissed. (laughs) So by the criteria of which is better at making me angry that I cried, that I would give to fix you. Uh, And the reason I know that that's true is because... um, God, this is like such a weird trauma dump, but I I promise this this is all a point. Uh, like three weeks ago, my cat died. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, I, w- I was like, I'll be fine. And, you know, spoilers, I've not been fine. It's just been a lot of crying every day. All of a sudden, Fix You, a song that I hate and never really feel anything about, um, Chris Martin and his, oh, God, like what, what if like the Mark Zuckerberg meta VR was a voice um, says, you know, tears stream down your face, when you lose something you cannot replace, and it fucking wrecked me. Mm. And I was like, oh. I was like, fuck you, Chris Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote a song for Gwyneth Paltrow and you got me? Oh, oh man, I'm so mad. And that's it. That's really the only thing I can give to fix you because Chasing Cars did not do that to me at all um, in this context. Uh, but yes, fix you is like, it's like the Jehovah's Witness of songs, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> They're just going to keep knocking on your door like every month or two thinking if you're just emotionally vulnerable enough, one of these times we'll be able to pull you into the cult (laughs) and fix you is kind of the same way. Um, And so it snuck into me this time because I was exactly emotionally vulnerable for that particular lyric to absolutely destroy me. And fuck you, Chris Martin. (laughs) Fuck you, sir. Fix you means something very different when you're talking to a cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did used to, we did used to make fun of Claude all the time about it. Like, I'd be like, he's very handsome. I bet the ladies would love him. And then Raven would be like, yeah, but he ain't got no balls. <laughs> anyway, this has got nothing to do with anything. Uh, I still would probably pick Chasing Cars, but I think in this one regard, I'm willing to to throw it to fix you. A song that I also absolutely hate, despite <laughs> liking Coldplay. Otherwise. I don't know. For me, like both these songs kind of like don't work and also work too well. Like you can feel them both really putting the screws to you. And like, like it, it's so like almost too emotional for either of them to work for me. It's like, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing and I don't like it. Yeah. There's almost something like mechanical to both of them. And I mean, it, it, uh, you know, it's funny that you brought up the story because for the longest time I thought it was like Fix You was just like a song to Gwyneth Paltrow just about like their romance or marriage or whatever. Only recently did I learn that it was written because her dad was dying of cancer and that was the impetus. And it's like it made me look at the lyrics again and be like, oh, it's much clearer to like view these in a vacuum and see like, oh, these are in reference to that. Um, yes, fun fun fact, my cat died of cancer. Uh, I, so, so sorry. really, really shitty and fuck this song. <laughs> um, yeah. um, no, but like, I, I think tying it back to my own hatred of it, like one of the things I dislike <laughs> about it is that it's one of those songs where it's like, if you read the words and if you view them in a vacuum, like you can get meaning from them. But I feel like when they're all put together it feels like it's trying to say three different things and it doesn't say any of them well. Because it's like... Yeah, and yeah. it also takes three minutes to get anywhere. <laughs> it's three minutes of goddamn nothing and then they're like, all right, now we'll have a song. Yeah. <laughs> Just It's like Chris and an organ and then... I don't even know what to they They add piano and then the guy, the guitar going like... All that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm reading this now because... 
mostly what I know this song from is, you know, montages and, and soundtracks. I, it does seem a little like too general and like too blunt on the nose. Like when you try your best, but you don't succeed when you get what you want, but not what you need when you feel so tired, but you can't sleep, you know, when you're, you know, when you feel like shit, like every single instance where you like, where you feel like shit, where you don't get what you want and you can't sleep. Like, man, it's way too broad here. It's way yeah, also, too also Chris Martin's rich. He can't be having bad feelings. I don't believe <laughs> Chris Martin. No, I truly like. I truly think that like you can't be like. Uh, I don't know if Chris Martin. I believe has ever had a bad day. It's tough for me. <laughs> like if Chris Martin had sang had sung the song "Bad Day," I would be like, liar. Get yeah. out. You you fibber. I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. He, he, he married Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm sure he had many bad days. Well, they did no, a consciously really like couple, an, This is like a real anti-Gwyneth Paltrow podcast. I didn't know it was going to go that way, but here we are. <laughs> this episode is no, sponsored by Goop. Um, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I would happily take, take some Goop money and still say this stuff. You know, I never anyway. noticed. I thought, the, thought that too, but like, yeah. Like every time you see him, he's always, you know, up in the, you know, on stage and the, the fucking stadium, like belting to the rafters. He doesn't seem like a sad guy, despite his very sad music. Yeah, I my he, mind he seems like yeah. he's always strutting up there with his tight shirts. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only one time that I've ever seen Chris Martin do something that wasn't playing an instrument or singing a song where I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe this guy, maybe this guy. Uh, and that was, um, do you remember when Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man? Mm, yes. And do you remember that there was an episode where um, he was on SNL? No. And it was him and Emma Stone. And the sketch was that neither of them knows how to kiss. Yes. Why? Like they're both really bad at kissing. I do remember they just that. can't do it. And the way that that wraps is that because Coldplay was the musical guest, they take Emma Stone out and they put Chris Martin in a wig and the same dress in, and he just snogs Andrew Garfield so hard, and I don't know why. I it's, he just goes for it, and I was like, I do I like Chris Martin? <laughs> I don't know what to do with this energy, but that's it. Other than that, I just you know what it is. It's I find him totally unrelatable. There's something about him that I just cannot connect with. At all. You know, this, I feel like the bigness of Chris Martin is going to like color people's perception of this because, like, my opinion is that Snow Patrol should have absolutely been as big as Coldplay, and I don't know why they weren't. And I just kind of have to assume that, like, the, the lead singer just didn't capture a spotlight the way Chris Martin does. Well, Gary Lightbody was also sort of dealing with a lot of stuff, right? Like, first of all, they had not had a lot of success prior to the two albums we're kind of talking about here. And then I and he'd already dealt with, I think, like uh, clinical depression. And he also um, had suffered from substance abuse and had done so since he was like, I think, a teenager. But the thing about um, struggling for success and not getting it for like a decade and then all of a sudden becoming so big that a song you wrote is like the most played song on the radio in the UK of the last 20 years. That's right. That will fuck you up. And so he got a lot worse for a long time. And I think it impacted the work. Um, and I know that um, Snow Patrol stopped making records for like eight years while he kind of got himself under control and then in 2018 they finally came back and and did a record but he's just the thing about Gary is that he's such a regular guy like like I don't like I find like once I looked into all this stuff I was like the boy this is actually very relatable but he's very private like he, he wasn't gonna like I don't he like he didn't make a meal out of it publicly for clicks or like you know, I don't I don't think there was anybody that knew how to deal with it on any level. Right. Like there was nobody there that knew how to help him deal with it. And there was no like scummy shark that also was like, how do we monetize his misery? Right. Which I suppose is a good thing. But like neither party was available. And so I think that is part of why Snow Patrol didn't get so, so big, because certainly it's not like 
people struggling with substance abuse never get unbelievably famous and in prolonged ways. But there's got to be somebody in the background, you know, that that wonderful Elvis movie came out recently. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that uh, but like, you know, <laughs> but, but like but like the colonel, like there's always that guy. Right. And I just I suspect that Snow Patrol didn't have that guy that was like, how do we monetize your misery, sir? Mm. Didn't have someone Does, looking out for them slash exploiting them. Yes, that's the thing. They had neither is what I suspect. I mean, even though Snow Patrol didn't get as big, he I think Gary does have something over Chris Martin. He has a song with Taylor Swift. There was one on, um, what was the record? Red, I think. And like Gary yeah. Lightbody, he just shows up. I remember when I first like saw that, like uh, when I was a kid and I saw that, I was like, who the hell is Gary Lightbody? And I had to dig and I was like, oh, it's the Chasing Cars dude. Just out of nowhere is on that record. I for, yeah, I remember like looking at that and was like, "Who the who the hell is that?" I like the fact that his name is Gary Lightbody. I think is also like holding him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Chris Martin named his kid Apple. That didn't seem to hold anybody back. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. That seems like a faulty premise to me. Um, all right. Do you want to? I'm trying to figure out. So if we if we all like chasing cars or dislike it less than fix you. What is it? What's the what's the deal? What's the story behind chasing cars that makes it less bad slash maybe good? That chorus. I mean, it's it's so romantic. If I just lay here and you know, would you lay with me and just forget the world? Like that sounds great. Yes, I would absolutely do that with you, Gary Lightbody. Mm. Yeah, there's something like more plain and direct about it. Whereas, like, for Fix You, like, the chorus is what? Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones. And ignite your bones. And I will no, try. It's you. like, I don't know what that means. It's like, I know. just come out and say what you want to say. I prefer Gary being like, hey, if I lay here, lay with me and just forget the world. It's something so just pure about it. And just not, like, explaining too much, but also just saying enough. Well, I, I'm not sure I agree that, like, Fix You isn't direct enough. I think it's very direct. I think it's even, more, like, for the most part, more direct. My my thing is, like, I will try to fix you. Sucks. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. you. It's unhealthy. I need to be unhealthy. fixed. Yeah. Change does not come fact, from other people. It comes from within. And I don't need and to be also, fixed. Yeah. And that's the other thing is, yeah, fix is not really a, a thing. Like, again, yeah. to, to, to the credit of Gary Lightbody, I was watching interviews where he talked about how he was able to come out of it and write an album. And his dad also, um, I think it has Alzheimer's or, or did and was like, you know, like losing his, 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 his memory and his faculties. And, um, he wrote a whole song about that and they were interviewing, talking about like, how do you deal with these things? And he said, you have to make friends with your demons cause they're not going anywhere. And I was like, that's a healthy fucking attitude. Does Chris Martin seem like the kind of guy that's got that attitude? No, he's got the fix you attitude. That's the pro- mm. that's the whole problem. For me, like I was like I was kind of wondering, is, is that ironic? Like, is that I don't like think so? I think it, he like, needs it. I just yeah, I don't. There's no. There's never been any irony in Coldplay. I was gonna say I don't think Chris Martin could be ironic even if he tried. Like they don't have an Octung baby in them. Jesus, yeah, or I an OK computer. That- God. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, that's the thing is that like it was very weird to to think there was ever a possibility that they were going to be like a Radiohead, but I believed it. Rush of Blood to the Head really was something. Um, in fact, that's boy, I I feel bad because I keep going like we got to say good stuff about Chasing Cars. If that's the one, we got to find stuff. But the thing about Fix You is that there was already a song that was not a single off of Rush of Blood to the Head. That I feel like if you're going to do a takes fucking forever to get where you're going, but at least the journey is still pretty solid, that you go for the last track off of uh, Rush of Blood, which is Amsterdam. That's a great track. But that's like a that's a five minute song that's like kind of plodding in a way. But like, I, I don't know if it's the instrumentation, the overall composition, the production, what. But that song for me succeeds where Fix You fails. And they're very similar songs. All right. This was your idea, Mike the Snare of YouTube. <laughs> yes. You said, you said like, this is the one song where you still hold on to that adolescent I hate music attitude. Yes. What's the deal with that? So 
the initial thing was the fix you bit, like what we just talked about, how unhealthy of an attitude that comes across as. Then it was the irritating generality of it, where it's like, like I mentioned before, it's like there's it feels like the song is trying to say a bunch of different things and it doesn't fully commit to any of them. So it's like it feels like a love song or it feels like that kind of like romantic support song but I can't actually suss out like what the intent is or what the story is. And like when I learned about the fact that it was, you know, about his uh, or about Gwyneth Paltrow's dad dying of cancer, it's like, oh, that that sounds like a great song to write. Like in theory, I really like the idea of that song. And then I remembered it was Fix You and I was like, I don't I don't I, I have to know that going in to get it. But I don't get it when I'm just listening to it. Um, I think the other thing, too, is that. And this is also something where I think if I was a more of a fan of the song, I would overlook it, but I'm not, so I can't. It feels very monotonous at times. Like the when they have like the full band come in and the guitar solo is just like three notes, it's like the da da da. <laughs> it's like normally, like I'm cool with that. I love like pedal tones and like that kind of consistency, but it's like something about it in here makes it feel like, okay, we need a guitar solo written in five minutes. Uh, guy go go for it um i think the other grudge i hold against it is actually one that is it's partly the song but also partly to do with its use in media and it's a very particular grudge uh have either of you watched the newsroom <laughs> that's what i think i don't know if i had heard fix you before that episode yeah. of the newsroom yeah i i hate that scene i hate it so much I, I hate it, but there's a particular reason why. Um, so there's this band, The National, and they have a song called About Today. And when they do it live, they stretch it out to like seven or eight minutes. For the movie, the 2011 movie Warrior, they recorded that longer version of the song. And it's about like seven minutes and 15 seconds or so. The newsroom scene that Fix You is in, or at least the version that's up on YouTube, is also about seven minutes and change. And that version of About Today fits so perfectly in the scene. Like, I have done the thing of, like, being... I've pretended to be a music supervisor where it's like, I cue both of them up in YouTube and I put them side by side. And it's like, with some minor, like, adjustments of, like... I think you have to start playing About Today, like, eight seconds before you start playing the scene. Literally, it hits all of the beats so perfectly. And when I discovered that, I was like... Like, in my own personal way, like, why did you use Fix You for the scene? It doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense for the context, because the scene is about, like, what was it, Gabrielle Giffords? Like, her being... The Gabby Giffords shooting, yes. I was like, I watched that, I was like, why does this song, just why? Why would you pick it for this? It doesn't make sense. Um, so that that is my other, like, very personal, very irrational grudge towards this song. Um yeah, I, I think all of that sums up my continued distrust of it. But I will say, too, like, as I've gotten older and as I've, like, left that attitude behind more and more, it's like there are parts of Fix You that I do, like, enjoy that I can enjoy now. Like, the way on the chorus that Chris goes, uh, lights will guide you home. I've always thought that was, I've, I've recently thought, not always, but, like, I, I think that's really nice. I like how that melody moves. And I find it like whenever I hear it, I have it stuck in my head for the rest of the day, usually. So I don't know if you talk with me in like 10 years, maybe I'll love the song for me. Like the that Coldplay song that I utterly hated, like from top to bottom was yellow. Mm. Uh, I just I don't know. I was uh, on a bunch of indie snob forums when, you know, as a little, you know, as a budding teenager. I remember the days. Yes. And. Well, they, you know, they just absolutely hated Coldplay when they came out. And I, I guess, like, for indie rockers, they were, like, what Poison is to metalheads. Like, the, the massive watering down for the masses for the VH1 kind of thing. So they were anti-Coldplay. And, then like, I remember listening to Yellow and just thinking of this, like, plotting inane song. It's all yellow. Mm. Like, I drew a line for you. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, and but like over time, that one's kind of faded to me also. And like, actually, I you know, every Coldplay song I've ever heard, even though I was never a fan for like the first eight years, 
they've always had like one moment that I really liked. Like when the, I don't know if it's the chorus of the bridge for yellow, but when it starts to kick in, I was like, yeah, okay. I see why this was a hit or like trouble is boring, but like that riff from trouble is so good. Yes. I don't know if I'd ever listened to like fix you the entire way through, except for this uh, episode, because I always turn it off halfway because I don't like it. And I was like, but when it starts to like actually build towards the end, I'm like, yeah, this is this is kind of working. But like, if you want to know a song that does that slow build way better, it's a Snow Patrol song called Every Snow Patrol Song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting, isn't it? Just because like, I guess a lot of Snow Patrol hits are like that. But I wouldn't say that Your Eyes as an album is all like that. And certainly the first three records they did are almost nothing like that. Um, Because they started like their first album came out in like 98 or something. And boy, do they sound like a late 90s alt band. Anyway, the point is that uh, that album has stuff that sounds like Matchbox 20 in places. <laughs> There's some stuff that I was like, this sounds like Vertical Horizons. Like, they name drop Sufjan Stevens in the song Chicago. And I was like, you can hear a little bit of that in the mix. There's uh, sort of like music box kind of um, piano keys that are very reminiscent of like Icelandic music that was coming out at the time. Like, your, you know, your, your Bjorks, your, your Sigurasses, your mums and stuff like that. So like, there's a little more variance to me. I don't listen to that and go, man, everything just sounds like less good chasing cars on that album. It fits with the rest of the album, but it's distinct from the album. It makes sense that it's a big single, but like that album in general goes places, and that makes it totally different from X and Y, which to me is an album that goes fucking nowhere. I, I tell you what, I listened to X and Y, and then I listened to the two Snow Patrol albums I know afterwards, and just like the presence of guitar was like such a relief to me. Like, and you know, I'm not a, I'm the piano guy, I like piano. <laughs> I like it a lot, but like, it just felt like it needed like a little more muscle, Coldplay did, and that Snow Patrol had. Snow Patrol sounds like a band, Todd. They sound <laughs> like a band. You feel like Coldplay Pol- is not... Coldplay sounds like the backup band for Chris Martin mm. to me. You know, it just feels like he's got too much control, whereas it feels like there's more than one person creating these compositions, um, certainly in this era of Snow Patrol. Like, it feels like there are voices that are not all exactly... The same, so yeah, I like that album in general, and like they they had like a like a guest vocal from Martha Wainwright, who is I think Rufus Wainwright's sister or something. Oh, okay. One of many Wainwrights. Uh, yeah, yeah. She sounds very. She's she's doing a real Kate Bush kind of vibe on the on the song, and like again, that's just like another side of the die. And so Snow Patrol just yeah, it just sounds that album sounds like there's stuff going on, and I just don't. X and Y doesn't sound like anything. It's just every song's the same. Everything, like, Fix You is stands out because it's the least bad for the most part. Like, yeah, I guess, like, what did you say, Speed of Sound? That's okay. It's all right. That's yeah. A, it's uh, all right. Like, it's Clocks every... 2, but it's fine. Clocks is good. Yeah. Clocks 2 is has is going to be good regardless. Well, Clocks is a song, like, I don't, will there ever come a time where I'll be able to like Clocks again? <laughs> Boy, did that... That song, get that song got overplayed in a way. True. Yeah. The way that that song was on the radio is like, I can't think of anything else that quite wounded a song for me that I had previously liked. Because I remember, I, before it was on the radio, I was like, I like this clock song. And then they played it on the radio and I was like, wow, they're playing clocks on the radio. This is so cool. Five minutes later and it was on, li- literally, there was no station on the radio that wasn't, like if you went to like a New York 97.1, which is like the hip hop station, I would have been like, they would play fucking, they would play it. I'm sure that, sure they didn't. <laughs> but in my memory, they did. Uh, um, I remember both. Ed Lover and Dr. Dre is like, and here's Coldplay with clocks. Wow. Well, I mean, Jay-Z and Kanye both seem to like Coldplay quite a bit. That's true. 
Didn't they? Didn't Jay Z do a song with Coldplay on Viva La Vida, like the the, the album Viva La Vida? I think he did, mm-hmm. or I mean, he may have done like a remix of, or maybe not a remix, but just may have done like another version of a song, and he provided. Yes, yes, he lost. Oh, lost that's plus. the one. It's yeah, called he did Lost Plus, the one with uh, Jay Z on it, apparently. <laughs> like, like New Game Plus. I guess, yeah. It's like it's it's like you got to the end of the last episode of Lost, and they were like, <laughs> "Now you get to play Lost again." Yeah. <laughs> but it's Lost Plus. You know exactly what that ending is, which will really change the way you view the show. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Well, the plus was plus Jay Z, and then Kanye did it, and then there was beef between Kanye and Jay Z for Jay Z stealing the idea to work with Coldplay. Because Kanye did. I th- I think there was a song on graduation where Chris Martin was on the hook, and yes. I I can't remember which one of those came first. I, it's it's hilarious to think that Coldplay came between Jay Z and Kanye. God, that feels like it can't be real. But then I think of everything else that's happened in the last decade, and I go, nope, checks out. Yeah. Did they ever do anything with Drake? To me, it feels like Chris Martin and Drake would do a track. That makes that. way more sense than Jay Z and Coldplay or Kanye and Coldplay. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, Drake, if ever I was going to be like, who would I pair Chris Martin up with that's a rapper? Like, who's who's lives in that milieu? It's got to be Drake. Mm. It is so weird to me that Coldplay of all bands is like this big stadium rocker who, like with big pop star collabs. Like, you remember, like, at the, uh, they had the Super Bowl, and they were up there with, uh, what was it, Beyonce and Bruno Mars yeah. or something like that? yeah. And like they got upstage at their own Super Bowl halftime show. And I'm like, what are you? How how are you sharing a stage with these people to begin with? How are you working with Coldplay? And I mean, with Kanye and Jay-Z. God, like this well, super Kanye and Coldplay earnest, sound very similar. Extremely white of that con, con play. <laughs> cosplay. It's it's Kanye Coldplay cosplay. Uh, I mean, but like they are so earnest and so very white. Yeah, I, I just don't see what. They, they don't seem like they should co- be collaborating with anybody, really. They should collaborate with yeah, Snow that, Patrol. that I can get behind. The nobody at all. Yeah. The answer to who should Coldplay do a collab with is literally no one on Earth. Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty white, and I like a lot of black artists, so I'm not sure that that really holds water. But, um, yeah, but you're the not... idea of them working with anybody ever doesn't really make sense, does it? Um, yeah, or, or, da- or having a famous movie star wife. Well, no, but like Chris Martin is, I suppose, technically speaking, attractive. I mean, I've I've also seen him. He just he seems like a uh, like he's made of plastic. He just doesn't <laughs> seem like he's like real, does he? I just like maybe a fix like I like BTS did a cover of Fix You, and it was no, I can't even get there. That was boring. They looked so bored singing Fix You. Imagine seeing seeing BTS and describe them as bored. <laughs> and you'd be yeah. like how is that possible yeah. and then you finish the sentence with they were playing fix you and then it all becomes clear <laughs> oh, I just did a search for fix you and Sam Smith came up doing a cover yep mm. Sam Smith has done that a cover checks out. That, um, yeah that tracks yeah I'm, not, I'm sure people have done chasing cars chasing cars um, I associate with um, Grey's Anatomy hmm there's an episode where um, one of the, the women um, gets hit by a car right after her girlfriend proposes to her, I think is the story. And um, she is a singer and she sings on the show. It's like one of the things about her. And as she's getting kind of like taken out of the emergency vehicle and brought into the hospital, all of a sudden like there's like a ghostly version of her singing Chasing Cars. And then she sees it and freaks out and then the doctors surrounding her all start singing it. It's very fucking intense. Like, I don't know what the fuck that any of that means, but all right, Shonda Rhimes, especially if you're going to compare that with the newsroom or for me, even worse, the other thing I associate with Fix You, which is Glee. There sure is a Glee version of Fix You, yeah. and it's exactly oh. as fucking shit as you think it I is. I remember exactly. Oh, oh, Lena, you just awoke, you awoke in a core memory in me. Oh, my God. It's the it's the episode in season four where like literally everyone breaks up with everyone. It's like uh, uh, Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith are breaking up. 
Will Schuster and his girlfriend are big. Everybody breaks up and then they get on stage and sing Fix You. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I think the cap of it is that um, they were, do, I think they were getting set up for like West Side Story. They did like tryouts mm. and Mercedes had had enough of um, Leah Michelle's character, whatever her name is. Rachel Berry. There you go. Always winning everything. And mm. so she goes to the Adina Menzel character, who I guess was like going to be like the competition and like breaks off from the Glee Club. Like that's like the coda to, to them singing Fix You. Mm. Anyway, I can't fucking believe we both have memories of this, but <laughs> it is God awful. Like it's not a good reason no. that I remember it. No. Whereas the chasing cars thing, I actually think like it's of course, I mean like it's Grey's Anatomy, so it's completely over the top and bonkers, but at least I can be like, but it's Shonda Rhimes. I don't know. I can I'm respect take Shonda Rhimes least. any day of the week. Yeah, exactly. Like and it's like, bonkers enough to respect, and it's like, okay, it may not work for me, but like I see what you were going for, and you you took the risk. It's like yeah. any other time with Fix You that I've seen it used in any media, it's so plain. I guess I don't know if there's a way to dress it up any further or anything like that. I mean, I'm, I'm apparently the newsroom was not the first place to use Fix You. First show to use Fix You was in fact. The OC. And yep. uh, okay. also true. I am looking at this right now. It looks like just like a happy prom scene. And then it looks like someone's dad just had a heart attack and fell into the pool. I and, didn't watch uh, the any of, that of these episode shows. Is, is O-C-S-E-A. Like both these songs are like so on the nose that I feel like you shouldn't use them for anything. Mm. Like, yeah, it's like I using like it's we are the champions or don't worry, be happy. Like yeah. it's sympathy for the devil. One of those. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. <laughs> Whereas interestingly, I always think of, uh, when I think of run a song that I prefer to chasing cars, honestly, um, which I, I'm sure puts me in a minority, but, um, it got used really effectively. Um, not in doctor who, but the doctor who after show, um, so they had a, the first couple seasons of that show when they brought it back in 2005, had a show called Doctor Who Confidential, where they would sort of like tell you like, here's aspects of the show. Like you'd have an episode about the monsters. You'd have an aspect about like, like here's an episode that's about how they cast the doctor. Here's an episode, how we cast the companion. Here's how we shoot it, all that stuff. And when they got to the very last episode and Chris Eccleston, they had revealed was leaving the show. They used run as his ending song, right? Like they were like, thanks, Chris Eccleston. Thanks, Dr. Number Nine. You've been a real Northern star. And then they play run to like all these really great scenes from the first season of Dr. Who when it first came back. And it's so effective. It's so good. And that like, that's the thing, right? Like that's why like AMVs and stuff exist (laughs) because Sometimes a song is good, but then combined with a fandom, all of a sudden it becomes phenomenal. And Doctor Who Confidential did that for me with Run by Snow Patrol. And all of a sudden that song and kind of Snow Patrol in general suddenly got a little lift. Um, Whereas I just, I don't know if I've ever been like, man, this Coldplay song, this AMV related to this fandom really made me like a song of theirs more. No, Mm. never. I don't think that's ever happened. This is going to be so stupid, but for a good like four or six years, ESPN did their soccer coverage and they'd pick a different Coldplay song every every year to do the uh, the be the theme. So I remember it was Charlie Brown for the European Championship in 2012 and then a sky full of stars for 2014 World Cup. And those really worked for me. Those are those are good for sports. Those are yeah. very good for sports. That is distinctly not my fandom time. <laughs> I forget what they use for twenty sixteen. Yeah, of all, well, they're a stadium band, so I, I it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm all not right, attacking I, you. I'm just. It's okay. All right. Do you want to do the questions? I think I feel it's like time for the questions. Yes. Uh, all right. So we do after we boy do a ramble to varying degrees a lot in this episode. I feel um, we do these four questions to hopefully. Shore up the base. Make us actually feel confident. Like there's some order and sense to what we said. Um, the first question is, uh, we're going to erase one of these songs, right? It's going to go away. The other one will remain forever. The other one, gone. Bye-bye. Uh, as though it never existed. For the culture, Mike the Snare, which song has to stay? 
I don't know if these songs have culture. Like, I mean, <laughs> I just, I can't think of like, I, I guess I'd have to go with Chasing Cars because I, I think we mentioned it before. It's like the most played song on like, what was it? In the UK of the past like 20 years or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's impact, I guess. Like that's, that feels like culture to me. I don't, I don't know what kind of culture Fix You is left behind aside from a terrible newsroom scene and a terrible glee scene. I don't know. I feel like people really love Fix You. People are like really, really, really love that song. Hmm. Like, I feel like this is pretty even. I'm not sure which way I would go with this. I, you know I, what? I didn't Fix You go viral on TikTok just like this year or something like that. Like, almost certainly. That yeah. seems right. I'll tell you this, um, I give it to Fix You, although for the exact opposite reason, which is, uh, I mean, did we not have the conversation where one of us said that they have gotten over hating songs, but this is one they still hate? (laughs) I kind of think that that Fix You as a song is something that we all, like, we all kind of need something to throw rocks at and laugh (laughs) uh, and feel like we could do that safely. And no, but like Chris Martin is never going to feel pain because we don't like fix you. He's never going to feel bad. He's loaded. He's got a a plenty of hits. Like he loses nothing. So I give it to fix you just because it's just so easy to hate. Nobody feels hurt or harmed by it being hated. And there's not a lot of songs like that in the world. And so I'm grateful for it in that way. Uh, okay. I think I think I'm gonna go with chasing cars. Like, I don't think it's particularly like more important than fix you. I think it's like dead even. I'm just going with chasing cars because I like it more. And honestly, there you know, Snow Patrol needs chasing cars in a way that Coldplay does not need fix you. Like Coldplay yeah. has like six bajillion other songs. They've been making hits for like 22 unbroken years. So. Well, we've all right. So we've made our. Do you want to, Mike? Do you want to like break the tie? I think I'm still gonna go with chasing cars, but Lena, your your reasoning is very good, and I I do, <laughs> I I do like your reasoning, and it has convinced me. It has leaned me closer to the middle more than I would like to admit. All right, that is fair. Okay, so question number two is, um, you can experience soup to nuts the entire creation of one and only one of these two songs. You could be a fly on the wall. So you really understand the the history of it. Which one of these two songs is something that you actually want to understand how the sausage got made? The the story behind Fix You is so sad and I, I just they they these songs are already too emotional. I don't I don't think I can put up with it. I had that much emotion. Like I don't know what was going on with Chasing Cars, but like it can't be as heartbreaking as that. So like I would definitely give it to, I mean, so here's the thing I know about chasing cars is that, um, they had gone in, they were, they were drinking a lot. This, this is a song that came out of a lot of drinking, mm-hmm. but like, not like depressive drinking. It was like, they were hanging out and got drunk while they were trying to like bang out songs, apparently for another artist. And I don't know that they've ever actually said who they were supposedly writing for or supposed to be writing for. And I would love to know. I would love to know and I would love to hear like what else they worked on in that night. This might be a bit of a conspiracy. I I have no proof of this, but I know that the producer of Eyes Open, I think, is Jackknife Lee. And I think around that time, he was also working with Block Party and Weezer. So I'm trying to think of what Weezer doing Chasing Cars would sound like. I don't know if I like it. (laughs) But I, I don't know. The connection's there. I, I, you know, it's, it's a funny thing. My favorite Snow Patrol song is uh, Just Say Yes. And, like, they were not the first person to record it. They originally gave it to uh, Nicole Scherzinger of the Pussycat Dolls for an album that hmm. never eventually came out. Like, they just kind of scrapped it and started over. So imagine one of the Pussycat Dolls singing Chasing Cars. That's weird. I, yeah, I, um, that... That doesn't sit right it? with me. <laughs> there was a, I think like towards the end of the 2000s, um, Leona Lewis, who I think was also pretty big in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, did a, a cover of Run. And so like, or, or I think maybe like around the same time that like Chasing Cars was like still really big. So like 
in a weird way, they had like two concurrent hits. Mm -hmm. So you could, I mean, like, it's interesting. I think that you can't really assume who they might've been writing for. Um, Could be someone really wacky. Yeah, I was sitting yeah. there going like, who who would it be? And I got to look back. My my instinct was like like again like probably a UK person. And I was like Paloma Faith, but I feel like Paloma Faith is like probably after the fact. I can't remember when because she also sort of notably didn't really like doing um, songs that were written by other people. But her biggest hit is "Only Love Can Hurt Like This," which is written by uh, what's her face? Yeah, it's a Diane Warren joint. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like her stuff is usually just her but for some reason like there's something about her as an artist that like if if snow patrol wrote her a song i would believe it by the way if you if you have no idea who i'm talking about you should look into paloma faith that's like a real she's a real uk only artist (laughs) that's not something like i don't think she's ever really hit in america all right i don't think so oh yeah all right so um i guess we all agree that it's going to be chasing cars for question number two then i might i I might actually say fix you not specifically for that song, but just to be there for the recording of X and Y, like assuming this is not something where it's like, I become a fly on the wall and then I start hearing about Gwyneth's dad dying of cancer, but just like imagining just like, thanks. Yeah, absolutely not. If that's what that is, no, then I pick chasing cars. But like, if this is just like them trying to build fix you as a song and trying to communicate, I guess it's kind of one of the things things where it's like, I don't like it, but I'd kind of like to see what they were going for so that I could, in the same way where it's like I looked up the lyrics for it and I was like, oh, now that I know what the song is meant to be about, then I can kind of see like where where it's coming from and where it's not hitting with me. So I, I, think, I think I'm going to go with Fix You. All right. All right. I think that this, in this occasion, you were the one that got outvoted. Yes, Todd, you had voted for, Ch- am I crazy or did yeah. you? Yeah, okay. Well, well then. All right. Question there, three. There you go. It's it's a fair it's a fair point. Um, but also fuck Chris Martin. <laughs> uh, all right. Question number three. Um, a real weird one for this pairing. <laughs> Meg, Megan the Stallion is going to get up to some hot girl shit. Uh, she's putting on a playlist as she prepares for said night of hot girl shit. Only one of these two songs can go on there now and forever. Mike the Snare, you are going to be the one that decides this. Todd and I are not going to weigh in at all. It's going to just be up to you. First, I just want to Which say... Which one of these songs is hot girl shit? I just, it's, all, it's all in your court, buddy. I just want to say, first off, I thought the question was going to be like, which one would she cover? And I was like, I cannot in any world imagine like Megan Thee Stallion covering Fix You or Chasing Cars. I mean, the, the actual question isn't much better. I true. It's like, uh, but like, oh, oh my God! I don't. Oh God! I this feels so cursed. I'm gonna say fix you. Ah, uh, oh God! I can't. <laughs> like, I'm like battling, I'm battling with myself. <laughs> okay, you know what? I am gonna go with my gut. I'm gonna say fix you just because I feel like it has a more like when the song eventually does kick in and it does like hit with the build and like the band's fully going. I can feel a little bit more like pumped up and ready to go. Chasing cars, it does have like the build and the release in the last chorus, but I don't necess- I don't feel like I'm like uplifted all of a sudden. It feels more like I'm like comforted, like I'm finally laying on the ground with Gary Lightbody and forgetting the world. Um which is yeah, good. we didn't yeah. even get into the fact that that's literally the music video. <laughs> True. His light body just laying on the ground. <laughs> Oh, now I've suddenly imagined Megan Thee Stallion like just clapping that ass over <laughs> For me, it's Chasing Cars because that's like a happy song. And Fix You is a very sad song. Mm. Well, I guess, I mean, you know what I'll say? It's tricky because um, we are, as it happens, recording this episode shortly after the release of Traumazine, the forced early release, right? Mm-hmm. Was, it th- was it this one that got released a little earlier than it was anticipated? I think so, yeah. That song, that whole song, that whole album is sort of like her being really vulnerable. So in a weird way, it's sort of like, this is the right time to ask this question, I guess. Yeah. A nightmare. Again, like, I do, I have to be honest. It's like, what is, what can I hear Meg saying? Real hot girl shit, like, over. And I 
I guess like once you get into the, the after three minutes of nothing of fix you, like once that da 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 real hot girl shit, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. More this than chasing questions. <laughs> All right. This is, I don't think, I think they're, they're whoever wins, we all lose with this one. Anyway, yeah. now we're going to get into what is not only the most important question that we ask on this show, but it's the most important question really in all of human creation. Um, William Shatner, tweeter, tweeter, <laughs> stop tweeting, Bill Shatner, tweeter, uh, actor, mostly tweeting though, eating yogurt during an interview that I did with him once. He loves yogurt, I guess. Uh, and also singer, performer of music uh, from a theatrical, uh, dramatic perspective. He's going to do a William Shatner version of one and only one of these two songs. Which one of these songs must be shot upon, Mike the Snare? Uh, I... I'm just trying to go through my mind of the lines and be like, which one would be funniest if William Shatner sang it? I feel like I'm leaning towards chasing cars, but it's also partly because I'm like in tandem with imagining him saying the words. I'm imagining him in the music video as being the guy who's just lying down. And there's something funny about William Shatner just <laughs> lying down on the middle of a road, just being like, if I lay here, if I just lay like that's, that is more funny to me than any other line in Fix You. So I think I'm going to go with Chasing Cars. I feel like Fix You was funnier just because my body violently rejects the idea of William Shatner telling me that he'll fix me. <laughs> I, I just like full body shudder. Yeah, that, that, that feels gross. That feels gross. I kind of, so here's the reason. So I pick Fix You also. Here's why. So two things. One, from a music video perspective absolutely like the same basic premise he's just walking around and then it ends with him in a concert being cheered <laughs> because you know he would love that um but the other thing i always go for like what it, what can william shatner make scary what can he turn that seems nice and make sinister and i just suddenly was like oh man like what if like william shatner's doing it like he's the the Doctor from Human Centipede. Uh, like, he's like he's like he's fixing people by like horrible body mutilation. <laughs> you did not have to do this. <laughs> yes, I did. You know I did. So I'm picking picking fix you because I think that like low key you can William Shatner could make it so sinister and so unpleasant. And that's what I want. Okay. And then he gets up on a stage and everybody cheers him. <laughs> and then the human centipede crawls out at the oh. end. Oh, Okay, everybody. <laughs> Time for some uh, reader comments. We asked yep. you to uh, leave us some comments about what you thought, and here we go. Our first one comes from Sean Lincoln, who just wrote, Jesus Christ, Todd. I don't know what he meant by that. But he would, uh, okay. Anyway, Nia Ravel uh -huh. writes. Yeah, you definitely don't know. Go yeah. ahead. Nia Ravel writes, I'm going third party with Adele's Chasing Pavements which is not oh. a third one I thought of, but uh, we got someone chiming in here. Franco Del Rosario writes, yeah, if I had to listen to a sad-sounding, sentimental UK ballad in the 2000s with the word chasing in it, I'd pick Adele. That's a pretty good point, actually. Yeah. But didn't, so, that came out, like, what, 2008, 2009? Yes. That, in my mind, that, like, feels separate from this, even though, like, when I think about it, like, Adele and that kind of, like, wave of adult contemporary that was going on with, like, fix you in chasing cars. It's like, they're not dissimilar. They're not completely different. Oh man. Imagine if snow patrol was trying to write songs for Adele. Oh wow. That could, I could, Oh, that would, that would destroy the world. We'd never <laughs> be happy again. <laughs> Daniel Schultz writes, I distinctly remember that back when I used to drink, I would start singing the chorus from chasing cars pretty regularly when I reached the lying on the floor because it's more comfy level of drunkenness. And I think that speaks to the power of this song because distinctly remember is not a phrase I can use particularly often when talking about that period in my life. That fair, yes. very if, fair. I can't promise that I haven't done the same. Yes. If you lay here, if you just lay <laughs> yeah. here, will you stop spinning you awful drunken world? Yes. <laughs> will you stop spinning? Okay. Yep. I did that for you. Yep. You're welcome. Call me K writes, 
I wrote song fic to chasing cars, and I'm cringing less at the memory than I expected. Song fic? Song fic. It is a fanfic that ties into the lyrics of a song. We you can uh, do that about. I mean, in general, but you can do that about chasing cars. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to explain this concept for you. You have to just read it on your own. <laughs> Much respect. Well done. Uh, Rex Crumb writes, I feel as if this is like choosing between the fascists and the commies in the Spanish Civil War. We got a lot of hate comments. The question is, goes along with this hate episode. <laughs> yeah. I like Snow Patrol, and I like many I Coldplay know. songs. Mm. I know. My English... Okay, Jess writes... My English dad loved Snow Patrol, Coldplay, and Blur, but his best friend called it bedwetter music. And I don't know what he meant by that, but now that's the only way I refer to this genre of Britpop. Oh, you know what that is? I think that really boils down to um, the fact that lad culture was starting to kind of go away towards the mid-2000s. And the last gasping dinosaurs that just love those lad mags uh-huh. were like, you bunch of fucking pussies. Like, that's like the one thing that I find that I really defend about this genre of music, including Coldplay, mm-hmm. is that like, maybe that's good. Maybe like that soft boy music is good <laughs> if it's combating and putting a final death note on lad culture, which sucks ass. David Yurch writes, Fix You commits the sin of having hackneyed rhymes while also moving so slowly that you have ample time to see each one coming a mile away and are just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that fits. Yeah. It is a patient song. It takes its time. Mm. All right, one last one. Gator McKinley writes, If we reverse the titles of these songs, we get Fixing Cars and Chase You both of which sound like very boring country songs. <laughs> yeah, I saw that comment. That's the best. That's like one of the best comments we've ever gotten. That's really good. That's really hey, good. Morgan Wallen literally has a song called Chasing You. Oh my I God. believe it. That I seems will right. try to chase you. <laughs> okay. Okay. One last one. Actually, I found one last one. Mel Popovich writes, my friends recently moved apartments and on their first night at the new place, they walked up to their front door with nary a care in the world only to be brought to a dead halt by the unearthly wails of not a tormented ghost, but their new neighbor sobbing along to chasing cars on repeat in his Nissan Sentra. This, this went on for over an hour. 10 out of 10 chasing cars it is. Good. Outstanding. I love this story, and I absolutely believe it is true. Mm. All right. We have talked a lot about these two songs. We have but one thing left. And that is the results. Now, I well, you and I both you and I both know Todd. Yeah. So I'm going to put it, Mike. How do you think it played out? I think I am walking away with a better appreciation for Fix You. Mm-hmm. There, there. It's it's too deep seated at this point. I think I'm going to need like another couple of years before the hate for that song specifically weans itself out, and then I can I can truly walk free and feel free. And feel at peace with one of the world and with Chris Martin. Um, so yeah, I nobody gives a shit about that. What I care about is <laughs> what I care about is how you think the people voted. Yes. I care about that the too. People God. are always right. Oh the, the God, people are yes. right in the end. That's true. I think. How do you think they voted? The people. I think I'm going to go with chasing cars. By how much? Uh, what percentage? Sixty forty. Well, that's uh, it's a big swing there. Okay. Uh, I I would have guessed. I want to. I would have said, I guess chasing cars about fifty one forty nine. I I was thinking it'd be much closer. But here's why I, I would thought actually- I thought Fix You was going to win just because I knew that it was just to me like that's a song everybody knows, mm-hmm. and Coldplay is a band everybody knows, and it had not occurred to me that anybody even remembered Snow Patrol. I mean, chasing cars was huge. You don't remember that? No, I don't. I got to be real with you. It was two thousand five, two thousand six. I was. Not really thinking about that at the time. All right. Well, here are the actual results. For a total of 592 to 279, that's a 68 to 32 split. It is Snow Patrol in a landslide. I was shocked. Yeah, that blew. I remember because I texted you about it. Yeah. And I was like, could you believe this? Like you were telling me it was a blowout. And I couldn't possibly guess in which direction. 
I, I, I am, I'm very surprised. Wow. Although, I mean, Chasing Cars was the hit, and Fixie was not like a hit at the time. It's a sleeper hit. Yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's bigger now that it wasn't. For its time. Everyone knows it from soundtracks now. Well, that was Song versus Song. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, just so y'all know, we are going on break. We are taking our month off. So when we announce the next episode, you'll have a whole month to vote on that while I take a well-needed rest. Podcasting is so hard. You guys have no idea. Yeah, you're gonna come to you're gonna come to someplace very relaxing, <laughs> New York, to hang out with somebody that's so relaxing to be around. Me. Yes, we. Are, I I am planning on visiting my co-host in real life while uh, <clears throat> while we're on break. But but we we'll still have the bonus episode. Will still come out, and but right at the end of this month, you'll get the um, the MTV VMAs. Yes, episode. we are. So there will there will be episodes that are you're not going to be starved for content. There will be stuff. All right. But guys, do you want to know what we will be doing when we finally do get back? No. All right. We will be doing Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball versus Sia's Chandelier. <laughs> Good night. We're going to be swinging on something. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. oh I'm so pleased. <laughs> Well, you'll have a whole month to vote on that. So vote, 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 and vote. All right. Yes, we'll, we'll harangue you about it uh, copiously over the course of the next month. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.